the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In steadfast obedience to God's call upon his life, Pastor Rander continues to challenge us with stimulating questions that we must answer if we are to live a committed, God-filled life. We cannot reach our full potential short of giving God, rather than this world, our very best. The only way we can maximize our God-given capacity is to walk by faith at all times and in all things. God's Word tells us that we must look to the hills for help. Where does our help come from? It comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Thank you for joining us today. As you listen in, you'll want to take notes. So keep pen and paper handy. The patience of getting there with thousands and thousands of people. And then they said the temperature was two degrees. I said, what? And then the wind started, but they said the wind chill was below zero. And then on top of that, before the game was over, it started snowing. And I'm saying, nobody left. They were jam-packed. Nobody worried about COVID. Nobody worried. And some of them took their shirts off, hollering and screaming and jumping. And I said, I can't, in those kind of frigid, in that frigid temperature. And I said, look at the passion that they have for football. And we have Jesus. We have the King of Kings. We have the Lord of Lords. He's, a, he's the captain of our soul. Uh, he's our Savior. He's everything to us. And we're going to be with Him one day. And yet, so little passion is on display. So it, it, it can rain outside and just, oh, it's a little foggy. I, I'm. It's going to rain. Well, so what? You're, you're under a roof. You're under a roof. A little wind blow 40 miles an hour. A tornado is coming. A tornado is coming. I, what, what is wrong with Chris? And I told the team earlier this morning, I said, you know what? If, we, if, if somehow God could transfer the zeal of all those folk in that game to those who say they are born again, and if all the churches in America, the true churches, not the cults, just the true churches, would, tr- Lord, if you could just transfer that zeal for that ball into people for Christ, we could turn this nation upside down. We turn it upside. They wouldn't know what to do with us. It'd be too many. They, they couldn't even persecute us. They couldn't. They would have. They won't have jail. They couldn't do nothing with us. They mess with us, they turn around and get saved, just like, just like Paul. There's <laughs> so many of them, they're like ants, they're everywhere. But you know, some saints have become so soft, somebody can just roll their eyes and you leave the church. She won't speak, 
He hurt my feelings. My name wasn't called. So what? Long as your name is written up in heaven. That's right. That's all I want. I just want my name when the roll is called up yonder. It's well with my soul. Amen. That's, 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 that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Next, another benefit of being still is being still before the Lord is that it revives our prayer life. Being still revives your prayer life. A prayerless saint is a powerless saint. A prayerless saint is a powerless saint. Beloved, apart from a fervent prayer life, you will do little to no ministry or you will do ministry in the flesh or even more on spiritual fumes instead of possessing power and passion for Christ. Prayer is what fuels your ministry. Much prayer, much power. Little prayer, little power. No prayer, no power. A, power, a, a prayerless saint is a powerless saint. We don't want to do ministry on spiritual fumes. We want to do it on the power of prayer. James 5, 16b says, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Therefore, pray and ask God to restore your passion for prayer. And that's what this fasting and prayer is all about this year. Uh, Number four, uh, another benefit of being still before the Lord is that it creates within us a spirit of contentment. It creates within us a spirit of contentment. Uh, Psalms 23, 1 says, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Only when we are still before the Lord will we allow him to shepherd us. When we are still before the Lord, we'll allow him to guide us. When we're still before the Lord, we'll allow him to lead us. When we're still before the Lord, we will allow him to provide for us, which is the responsibility of the Lord, who is our great shepherd. That's what a shepherd does. And God is our great shepherd. And his responsibility to his children is to lead us, to guide us, to provide for us, to protect us from the enemy. When you bask in the presence of God, you will become more satisfied with the Lord and not be so needy for the things of this world, which leaves you empty and fulfilled. The more time you spend in the presence of God, the more time you are satisfied with Jesus and the things of this world seems to just fade off into the background. Number five, believers will not yield to the competing voices of this world system When they are still before the Lord, believers will not yield to the competing voices of this world system when they are still before the Lord. There's a whole lot of voices coming from all directions out there. Mark 9, 7 says, and a cloud came and overshadowed them and a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son. Love this. Underline this. Hear him. I love that. That those last two words. Hear him. Why? This is God's son on the scene. Hear him. The disciples heard the voice of God as they were enveloped by a shining, bright, brilliant Shekinah cloud and the glory of God. They heard God reaffirm the Lord Jesus Christ as his one and only beloved son by saying, hear him. He has spoken. I sent him to speak to you. 
hear him. Because Jesus is the son of the living God, he must be heard and obeyed exclusively amidst the competing voices of this world system. Now, Satan is a master strategist in enticing believers to listen to any other voice but the voice of God. This is why the scripture says in Mark 9, 7, hear him. That's why many believers' lives get turned upside down. This is why many believers are off-centered and not Christ-centered. They're listening to too many people. Some of you are listening to relatives who has the most secular, they're so secular in their counsel. Just because they're your brother, sister, in-law, whoever it happens to be, don't mean that they are talking scripture or talking the Bible. You need to even scream what your kinfolk tell you. That's right. So you got to hear him. He's God. Hear him. Why? He's the all-wise God. He's the great counselor. He, he, he framed the world, made the world. Uh, he made you. He made us. He created the church. He spoke the word that came into being. Hear him. When you fail to hear the Lord, there will be missed kingdom opportunities. When you fail to hear God, you will experience more deception. When you don't hear God, there will be failures and setbacks. When you fail to hear God, there will be disappointments. When you fail to hear God, you will bring more problems upon yourself. When you fail to hear God, you end up in confusion. When you fail to hear God, you will not be able to to discover God's will for your life if you're not hearing God. Therefore, be determined to listen to and obey God. Number six, the Lord renews our passion when we are still before him. The Lord renews our passion when we are still before him. You must make up your mind to renew your passion for Christ this year. A loss of passion will result in not being still before the Lord. In other words, saints who lack passion will struggle in their Sunday school attendance. Saints who lack passion will struggle in coming to Bible study and prayer meeting. You can be in the house of God and not have an inner longing to attend these things. Those who lack passion will not tithe to the Lord. Those who lack passion will not have enthusiasm. They will lack in zeal. They will not have the fire of God in their lives. There is power in a made-up mind. Decide today that nothing will keep you from experiencing an increase of zeal in your life. I reiterate, decide today that nothing will keep you from experiencing an increase of zeal in your life. Romans 12, 11 says, never be lacking in zeal. That's passion. But keep your spiritual fervor. That's passion. Serving the Lord. You serve him with passion. A made-up mind that is determined and ready to do whatever the Spirit of God is prompting them to do should do it with energy, intensity, and the urgency of the Lord Jesus Christ. Number seven, when God has arrested you, he will put within you an inner desire to come to in-person worship. When God has arrested you, and I thank God for these who are here today, he will put within you an inner desire. Even if you can't come because of reasons beyond your control, the desire to be here will be there. Hebrews 10.25 says, and let us not neglect the meeting our meeting together, as some people do. 
but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Many come into fellowship, they come into the fellowship of believers in financial crisis. Many come into the house of God with, in marital crisis. Many come into the house of God in a medical crisis. Many come into the house of God with issues with their children and grandchildren. Many come into the house of God with depression. Uh, many come into the house of God seeking direction for, for their lives. Many come into the house of God burdened and in dire need of relationship. They just need relationship. They are lonely. And their need of relationship. And God is calling you to rise up and come to the Lord's house to minister to people who could be used uh, by your giftedness, your spiritual giftedness to the glory of God. Will you make yourself available to serve in person this year? People need the Lord. And the gift that God has deposited into you, even who are at home, uh, perhaps at home legitimately, but soon as you are able to, you say, I can't wait to get there because God wants to use his people to bless me. And then he's deposited within me spiritual gift to be a blessing. You can't do body ministry from the house. You have to come into God's house to be able to do certain ministries as unto the Lord. Number eight, the benefit of being still before the Lord is that you will be more thankful You will be more thankful. That's a tremendous, profound benefit. Whether you did your best or little to nothing last year, his goodness to you, God's grace to you, God's mercy to you have crossed you over into a brand new year in spite of yourself. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23 says it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassion fell not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Since God has purposefully left you here to enter a brand new year, then you should return thanks by giving him the best of your service. He did not bring you into this year to do less. He brought you into this year to do more. Number nine, being still ushers in a spirit of worship. Being still, you can't worship God on the run. Being still ushers in a spirit of worship. I say again, you can't worship God on the run. God, I pray you can catch up with me as I worship. Psalms 95, 6 says, oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Beloved, you cannot worship God ripping and running And being in a state of hyperactivity. Did you get that? You you cannot worship God like that. Ripping and running and being in a state of high hyperactivity. If you're going to genuinely worship the Lord. Some of you don't even know what worship is. You must ask him to settle you down. And quieten your mind and spirit. Let me tell you what worship is so you can understand. Some of you say worship, but some of you don't know what worship is. If I told you to define worship, some of you say, you know, I thought I knew. But let me just give you this just for a moment. It's really worth writing every phrase down. I'll go slow enough because it's really critical that you learn how to worship. And when you learn how to worship, you can experience God. How are you going to experience God if you don't know how to worship? Worship is an attitude of the heart. Worship is the attitude of the heart that is filled with praise, thanksgiving, and adoration to God. Let me just repeat that first. Worship is an attitude of the heart 
that is filled with praise, thanksgiving, and adoration to God. You know what worship does? It is to magnify and adore the Most High God with all of our inner being. It is to magnify and adore the Most High God with all of our inner being. That's worship. To worship the Lord thy God with our inner being. That's our body, soul, and spirit. It is to worship and magnify and adore God, the Most High God, with all of our inner being, body, soul, and spirit. You know what worship is? Worship is to interact with God. It is to interact with God. You know what what worship is? Worship is to elevate God. You come in here to elevate God, even at your home and in your car, uh, in the shower, to elevate God. Uh, Worship is to elevate his name. Worship is to elevate his person. Uh, You know what worship is? It is to celebrate God. It is to celebrate God. Worship is to honor God. Worship is to acknowledge his deity. When you say, what you say? What, Pastor Drum, you say deity? What is deity? Deity is his godness. It is to elevate that he is God. Worship. He, God alone, is worthy of our highest praise. Did you get that? God alone is worthy of our highest praise. Therefore, when you genuinely worship God, you will experience him. When you genuinely worship the Lord our God, you will experience him. And that's what we, we don't want to be said, I'm a Christian, but you've not truly, authentically, genuinely experienced God. Experience God. You want to, worshiping is experiencing the most high, almighty, majestic God. That's worship, y'all. That's worship. And when you're still Before God, why don't you meditate on that worship definition and all of a sudden God will just begin to minister to you and you begin to experience God and you begin to interact with God like never before. Number 10, being still before God, being still before God will cause you to reflect and radiate the presence of God. Being still before God will cause your life to reflect and radiate the presence of God. Matthew 5, 16 says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. As you spend more time in being in God's presence, the light of Christ will radiate and emanate from you. The more time you spend in the presence of God, the light of Christ will radiate and emanate from you. This will result in people giving witness that you have been with Jesus. It shouldn't take 15 years for someone to discover that you know the Lord. Beloved, this is no time for the light in Christians to be on a blink, to be dull, or not shining at all because of being covered by sin. People should look at your life 
and see the presence of God all over you. And if they cannot, then you need to ask yourself why. Also, if you're not doing good works for Christ, then people have nothing to see of lasting eternal value in your life, which results in God not being glorified in your life. The Lord will reward those who have worked faithfully for him. I reiterate, the Lord will reward those who have worked faithfully for him. Revelation twenty-two twelve says, and behold, I am coming quickly. He's coming so quick until when he comes, <laughs> we're snatched out of here. And my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. Everyone according to his work. Now, everyone will not be rewarded, only those who have what? Worked. In other words, the Lord is not coming empty handed because he will have rewards for those who have been faithful unto death. Now, rewards will not be given to closet Christians. Rewards will not be given to saints who are full of excuses. Rewards will not be given to those who are just habitually tardy for everything purposefully and never fall into conviction. Rewards will not be given to those who are comfortable in spiritual regression. Rewards will not be given to healthy, I'll reiterate, healthy saints who deliberately neglect faithful church attendance. Rewards will not be given to saints who live in pursuit of power, popularity. They are all out of shape, been out of shape because of positions and pleasure. Or saints who have just outright quit. I don't like what's going on. It didn't happen according to what I wanted, the way I wanted. And they just quit, they run away, they leave for whatever reason. So many believers need to confess that they have lost their passion and cry out to Christ for a restoration of it. It is one thing to say you have passion. It is quite another thing to demonstrate passion through being on fire for God and being excited about spiritual things. God is only going to bless your best effort. Did you hear what I just said? God is only going to bless your best effort. He will not bless your excuses. He will not bless your laziness. He will not bless your tardiness. He will not bless your half-heartedness. Beloved, you are not doing God a favor when you serve in ministry. Did you get what I just said? Now, that's kind of, you said, Pastor, that's kind of hard. Well, it needs to be. Some of you think, well, <laughs> I'll come when I get ready. Oh, no, you're not going to go out. You know, the church needs me. Oh, no. As a matter of fact, don't you say that. You might die. You might, you, you might be bringing death. God may put you out here to show you, you and you won't see anything because you're gone. But other folk that he or she left and the church went right on. Satan will dupe you into thinking that the church is going to stop because you're not here. That's pride. You, excuse the English. You ain't that important and I ain't either. Why don't y'all say amen? Amen. Say amen again. Say amen again. You're not important. I'm not important. God is important. God is on the throne. I'm not going to tie. That's okay. That's okay. I leave. He'll send 10 more in those seats all around you. You can't stop God's program. Who do you think you're with your little puny self? Sometimes your leaving is a blessed subtraction. <laughs> Beloved, 
You are not doing God a favor when you serve in ministry. It should be a privilege because he really doesn't need you nor me. Am I saying it? Am I telling the truth? He doesn't need you and he doesn't need me. I'm so glad he needs me for now. He's using me. I'm so glad because, and I want to do, so why are you doing it? Because I know he can do quite well without me. The Lord only rewards those who are faithful unto death. 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 Be mindful as I, co- I conclude. No works, no rewards. Y'all saw where I was going. Let, let's just say it together. You said, boy, he's repeating in threes today. I want you to say it I want to get all in your DNA spiritually. I want, to, I want you to say it as loud as you can. You don't have to stand up this time. You don't need to stand up. You, you, I, I want you to say it as loud as you can. Ready? N- no works. No. Oh, y'all said that. So, so y'all, some of y'all are not going to sign up for ministry out there. Okay. Okay. I think you can go a bit louder than that. Again. That's about the same level. Same level. That's the same level. Wait a minute now. I know you got more than that. I, I want us to say it till we fall under conviction. And I want, you to say, I want you to take the roof off one more time for the glory of God. Ready? Go. No works, no rewards. And all God's children said, Amen. No works, no Rewards. You know what you're saying about God? Nobody has to tell you, what? Are you going to church today? You don't, nobody, nobody asks me. Nobody's ever asked me, am I going to church today? Matter of fact, they're laughing. Is pastor going to church today? Is pastor going, you got to ask pastor that church, that church in a whole lot of trouble. Is, is Keith going to church today? Is, is, uh, is, uh, is, is Aubrey going to church today? Is Otis going to church today? I wonder, Otis been out eight weeks. I wonder, is he going to church today? You know, he's up there. He's all over his wife. Y'all. Is my wife, Sister Raven, going to church today? Yes, she's going to church today. I'm compelled to go in the rain. I in difficult days, in crises, I'm compelled to go. I'm called to go. I'm thankful to go. I want to serve my way to heaven. I've been working for Jesus a long time, and I'm not tired yet. I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. And I promise him that I will serve him till I die. I am on the battlefield for my Lord. If you haven't done nothing, then don't expect nothing. God only rewards faithfulness. And all God's children said... Scripture tells us that in order to live according to God's plan for our lives, we must be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Know that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. It also tells us that we must forget our past and look toward those things that are ahead. In addition to the gift of a brand new year, God has given us the gifts of keeping the past where it belongs and looking to the present and the future, doing new things in him that shall spring forth. Isn't that good news? If you enjoyed this message and would like to hear more teachings by Pastor Rander, 
please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Converse, Texas. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.